Hey everyone, welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck, and I am so excited you're with us, but I'm even more excited, well actually not more than you, but we care about you, but I'm super excited to have Joe Vargas with us. Uh, Joe is one of our elders, but there's another reason we have him here. Joe is an expert in crisis management. Now, and actually, it's bigger than that. Tell everybody what your expertise is. Well, I spent 30 years in law enforcement, and after I retired, I now consult with agencies who are going through major crisis, you know, the the type of crisis that puts them on the front page of the paper and the national use with protests going through the streets. And I've been doing that for the last 10 years now. Yeah, so you not only have your experience as an Anaheim Police Department officer, but now you do this advising and crisis management uh, and you've actually been on some of the bigger issues or bigger cases that have gone on out there, right? Oh, yeah. So many of the cases I've been involved with have made the national, if not the international, news as well. And we work with the leadership on these agencies that are affected with how do we respond in a genuine fashion to what people are experiencing. And, you know, and of course, we have the challenge of dealing with fake news, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And that is an issue. And uh, it's a real issue even right now. How do you manage all the mis- and disinformation that is out there? Yeah, and right now, I think we're living at a time where that's been magnified. I I think that we're seeing more and more Mm -hmm. uh, things that aren't true being put out uh, in many different places. So it's kind of scary. Oh, and, and, you know, the interesting part, too, is it's what we feed ourselves. And it increases our angst. It increases our fear. And then we not it was it's not good enough that we just feel it. We felt compelled to share it over and over again. Yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, it's been an interesting time, I would say. And I think you and I were talking at, you know, just earlier about how this is a generational experience, mm-hmm. and it's unprecedented. There has never been a time where the entire world is experiencing the same event at one moment. Yeah. You, you know, we typically nine eleven affected us you know, pretty much, and not the rest of the world, although they could watch it vicariously. Here we have almost every nation, and probably more so than even in World War II, who was critically impacted by a single event. It's how we come out the other side that's going to make all the difference in the world. And I totally agree, and I'm believing that um, Christians and the church can come out on the other side better. So that's why I wanted to ask you, what are some things you would Mm -hmm. advise people? And actually, you've been advising us. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know lots of people in the church have gone to you for advice. So what are the things you're telling them about how they should act and how they should act and react or not act and react Mm -hmm. during this time period? Well, the first thing I'm going to say, and I even share this with, you know, leaders in the agencies I deal with, take a breath and relax, you know, and, uh, you know, for I myself and for many others, this is a real important time to seek the presence of God. You know, yeah, yeah. To, to lean into that. I mean, I'm really talking about some quiet time. Don't make the news the first thing you turn on. And maybe not even your Bible. Sit down, take a breath, and relax and seek God's presence. Because I think that's the beginning of finding peace. Yeah. Because anybody in a leadership position, and I'm talking, if you're a husband, you're a leader. You know, if, you, if you're a foreman in a shop someplace, you're a leader. And if you're a Christian, it's more even more important that you pretty much, you know, uh, model Christian attributes because we're called to be a light in the darkness, right? And this is pretty dark times for some people and they're looking for the bright lights out there. How are you responding? But after that, here's the thing. Don't be stupid and scared. Be smart and safe. 
Yeah, and by the way, that's advice you gave us when we had our first meeting about this, but go ahead. Yeah, you know, we, we, we want to respond in a way where we seek wisdom, we seek counsel, we give it our best shot at the judgment with the information we have, and then we act. And uh, we've made some strategic moves even here at Crossroads, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were ahead of the game when we decided to, you know, shut down for weekend services and go online. And, you know, who knew later on that day they would make it mandatory, but we were ahead of the game as far as decision-making, and in this case, hours mattered. Uh, the other part is, you know, um, I would say that one of the first things you do is seek out the right information and then respond reasonably. Uh, let's address um, the issues of the hoarders or the people that are after the toilet paper. And mind you, I still don't get the toilet paper <laughs> thing. You know, if this was about a stomach flu, I could maybe see the toilet paper thing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the toilet paper and the bottled water, you know, as Mayor Garcetti showed, hey, the faucets still work. Yeah, you know? yeah. but, but that's fear that's driving that. And you're acting irrationally based on fear that the problem we're running into now, the irrational response is affecting everybody, and especially some of our most susceptible communities. Can you imagine being 80 years old and having to wait in a supermarket line for hours just to go get what you need for the week? Yeah. And, you know, there is no shortage of food. The food is still being produced. We're just consuming it faster than we can, you know, get it on the shelves back in the stores. Yeah, and that's so true. And, you know, you were saying that, um, you know, it's really important that we think about some of our more susceptible people mm-hmm. uh, versus thinking about ourselves. You know, um, there's a term, service requires sacrifice. And, you know, this is a time, okay, if you're a dad or you're a mom, your children are looking at you. Yeah. You're modeling behavior for them, and this is what they're going to carry over from about this experience. How did we behave? We locked ourselves in a house. We bought all the toilet paper and water and, you know, months worth of canned food, and we just stayed there. Instead of, you know, simple things like even here with our food pantry, we have a lot of destitute families that live paycheck to paycheck that have been heavily impacted, and we're already seeing an increase in need. What if I came out and came with my children and dropped off food? You know, what if we engage and, and contacted those people who don't have anybody? You know, the great beauty of the modern technology is we can reach out and be everywhere with people. But, you know, can I give? I have a job. Do I have a little bit of extra I can give? Because it's a remarkable how about a little give, bit of giving can go a long way. Yep. You know, many nonprofits and everybody are shaking in their boots right now because they operate on a shoestring budget. And they're wondering what the future looks like for them. Yeah, and I think that a lot, we're going to, I assume we're going to see some effect coming pretty soon on quite a few people. Um, and that's where, um, you know, you've been to our food bank. As a matter of mm. fact, your son is one of the people who makes sure we have a, a food bank, our food pantry, food pantry. Mm. And um, uh, Tracy always has to remind me of that. I don't know why, <laughs> but food pantry. And uh, you saw we've had a greater need, right? Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, just the phone calls that are coming in. I heard, overheard a phone call today uh, with my son talking to somebody where she's a single mom living in one of the motels here in downtown Corona. She has four children, and she's very close to losing her job. Oh. And what am I going to do? And I think it's a time for the church to be the church and reach out to those in need within our own congregation, but even outside our congregation you know, I think one of the strategies, we're going to try to reach out to those children who are out of school right now yeah. and uh, try to take care of their needs and their family's needs as well. It's a time to stand up and be heroic, isn't it? Yep. You know, in the age of heroes, why are there so few? 
you know, we can watch all the Marvel shows that you want and the DC shows that you want, but it's a time to behave heroically, you know? And part of that heroism, by the way, is that sacrifice is I have to reduce my contact out there. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to, you know, suck it up, stay home, and heaven forbid, stay home with the wife and the kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's a chance for us to lean into our discomfort, mm -hmm. you know? And I always said that, you know, God is sovereign. He, he didn't, this isn't a surprise to him, but in adversity, he always teaches us something, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, we're learning right now. You know, what is God trying to teach me? And probably things like, hey, maybe I need to get closer to my family. Maybe that loved one who's been out there questioning his salvation or questioning faith, and now's the time to reach out to them. Hey, so what do you think now? Yeah. You know, those yeah. kind of things. And just be ready to stand up for that. And, uh, you know, I just feel that we're going to get through. I think it's, and it's something we saw coming. It's not like a complete surprise that happens in an instant. We're having time to prepare. We're having time to respond. We're watching what other countries are doing. I love those videos from Italy where people are sitting on their balconies singing. Yeah, you yeah. know That's a good response. This is where I'm at. I'm going to make the best of what I'm going to do here. You know Where we're at now and where we're going to be at two, three, four, five weeks from now, I hope all of us can sit back and look back and say, I'm very proud of the way me and my family and others reacted during this and that we didn't just it wasn't just about me it was about everybody else yeah i think that's so important too and you know what this is a, a moment that's a defining moment not just for a generation but for you and for me and for mm -hmm. everyone it defines us and our character mm -hmm. and uh I, you're right you know and, and the one thing i know um that you advise always uh whenever we as a church or whatever you or the chairman of the board of our school uh, whenever we faced a challenge, it was always take that breath, be calm, make sure you're making a better choice, you know, so that way and versus mm -hmm. reacting and, and getting caught in the moment, mm -hmm. being caught up in emotion, right? Yeah. Well, the problem with emotion is that, um, well, physiologically, uh, you can't make do good decisions mm -hmm. when you're emotional. You know, the blood rushes from your brain to your center organs. You make better decisions in calm and in peace and thinking about what your next steps are going to be, plus getting the collective wisdom of the group together to yeah. figure out what we're going to do here for this next step. And that's what we did here. We sat in a room, and the great thing about us, and I can tell anybody listening, is that Crossroads, there wasn't a single person that panicked. Right. In fact, at the end of the meeting... All I felt was excitement and people willing to take the challenge about, oh my gosh, there were so many ideas coming out of that meeting that we had to break into smaller meetings to digest everything that was coming forward about how we yeah. could still be the church in a time where we can't meet in a building. I mean, we've often heard it, had it, heard it said, the church is not a building, right? Yeah, yeah. And, well, we're getting to prove that now, that we can be a church and not be a building. Yeah, and for all you guys who are listening or watching, one of the things and the meeting, we got in there, we were serious, but we weren't fearful. Uh, and when it was all over, the first thing that was said is Joe goes, this was fun. <laughs> and it was. Yeah. It, well, I think there's a characteristic of uh, people who are in leadership, yourself included, and that is they're at their best in a crisis. You know, that's when you have to stand up and things are coming at you from every direction and uh, you're the general on the battlefield. And um, that's part of your DNA is, you know, when things are going badly, do we stand up? And I think right now, that's a prayer for our leaders right now, 
that, you know, that they be given wisdom and discernment, that they get, seek wise counsel as they're making decisions. And I think, you know, we're going in the right direction. I know people will argue about it, and uh, there are the naysayers, uh, but uh, I think at a point that turns into selfishness and just... Uh, not being wise. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Well, I appreciate having you here. I appreciate even more mm. that we get to be in leadership together and that you're one of our elders and, mm. and you give your advice to us. But by the way, just so everyone knows, Joe, as an elder, also is highly servant-oriented. Servant and I think a great leader should be a servant leader. And you're a servant leader. You serve mm. in SIA. You serve in our first responders. Uh, you serve in Outreach. Global Outreach. Uh, matter of fact, what trip are you going on this year? Uh, we're going to be going to Kenya, and we're still planning to go to Kenya in July. Yeah, yeah Kenya. Oh, my gosh, I love Kenya. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I just want to thank you and Jennifer and, mm -hmm. and your kids for just uh, all you do, period. Mm -hmm. But anyway, we uh, are so glad you are part of our time together, and we look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. But even more, uh, join us on our online campus, uh, Wednesdays at 6.30, Sundays at 9 and 11, and Bring food for our food pantry. Bring food to our food pantry because we are really meeting needs and love doing that. God bless you guys.